Welcome to the What If Podcast with your hosts, Spencer Worth Davis and Ryan Copperud. We have been hoodwinked. We have been hoodwinked. Ryan's trying to hoodwink all of us. I'm not hoodwinking shit. Ryan is trying to prevent us from having a good time. I am And sharing not. it with all of you on this lovely community that we have built over the past year and a half. This is, you sit on a throne of lies you, you and guys, I will not stand for your The sitting. listeners are being hoodwinked by Ryan's stubbornness right now. False. False. Explain, explain to the people. We need Judge John Hodgman in the building. <laughs> we, need a, we need an arbiter. So, and it can't be Dan, because I know who Dan's going to side with. Dan. Yeah. Go ahead. So May 4th through May 6th. Oh, yeah. We talked about this in the Facebook group, didn't we? Yes. <laughs> when somebody asked who wants to go, and Dan and I said, we do. Yeah. I didn't Mile know. High Mysteries Conference is happening in Colorado, May it's, 4th through the 6th. Is that really what it's called? Yes. The picture is <laughs> the Grand Canyon, which is not in Colorado, but that's okay. Nor is it and, a mile high. What the fuck? And a cow. It's actually low. A cow being <laughs> abducted by a UFO. Mm. David Politis is going to be there speaking. Linda Moulton Howe is going to be there speaking. A bunch of other people I've never heard of are going to be there speaking. So it's not David Politis' personal conference. I think he is one of the organizers. Oh, okay. It's happening May 4th through May 6th in Colorado, just south of Denver. I'm going. I bought my $115 flight round trip (laughs) to Denver and back. From Minneapolis. Yes. And... Our what-if correspondent, Dan, is going, who you may re- remember. Are we from, referring to Dan as a correspondent now? For the now? sake of this argument, I am. Because, <laughs> because I'm not entirely sure where that, uh, where that came from. I mean, I'm not necessarily opposed to calling um, Dan a correspondent. but that, that came from me right now trying to convince you to go do this with us because it's going to be fun. Okay. And uh, it's not going to cost us very much money, if any money, because we have this Patreon thing. Yeah. Where we get like a couple hundred bucks a month. Thanks, everybody. And if the point of that isn't for us to go to, <laughs> to a go Bigfoot, to Bigfoot conference conferences. with David Plaitis, I don't know what the point of it is. The Honestly, the biggest thing for me is it's in the middle of the week. Why would they do it in the middle of the week? No, it's not. It's Friday through Sunday. Learn how calendars work. I thought the 7th was a Tuesday. No. It's Friday through Sunday. Oh, wait. It starts on the 4th or it starts on the 6th? I don't. Maybe I have the dates wrong. It's a Friday through a Sunday. I think Are you I, positive? Yes. Then maybe I was looking at the wrong month. Well, that would be a problem. It's uh let me let me get the dates. May 4th through the 6th. Ah, oh, dude, it's oh, I'm sorry, it's Bigfoot and the silhouette of a man being abducted by a UF the same UFO at the same damn time. <laughs> at the same damn time. And I may those might be mountains, it's hard to say. Uh May 4th <laughs> through the 6th, which is so it's not the Grand Canyon. Well, Made that story funnier. It's a, yeah, it's Friday through Sunday, May 4th through the 6th. What's your excuse now, Ryan? Why'd you ignore our, our text thread all weekend, Ryan? I mean, I was a little busy this weekend. Playing bingo, Ryan? And like... Too busy playing bingo bing- to answer your friend's text? First of all, bingo, Ryan? Was, bingo was very tight. Second of all, Spencer's social media stalking me because I didn't even tell him I played bingo this weekend. Yeah, I was looking at my phone being like, man, I wish Ryan would text me back. And then... I was busy, Instagram, dog. yeah. I could have won a growler. I didn't, but I, I could have. Cool. You know what uh, place has a lot of really good beer? <laughs> Denver, Colorado. Yeah. 
Why is it an hour south of Denver? They're going to make you rent a car and drive to this Bigfoot conference? That's that's your issue. You have to drive an hour. Why can't that's we, your objection. Why can't we land in Denver and just like take a taxi? Why don't they do it in the weird ass Denver airport where everything's fucking okay, creepy so here's and scary? My, here's the other part of this argument. We could get like four episodes out of this. You could take <laughs> in a weekend. Yeah, we get an interview with Dave. We get an interview no with way we Linda Malton. With Dave, there's no way there's going to be more than fifty people at this conference. We can talk to Dave and turn a <laughs> microphone on. We get an interview with Linda Malton Howe. We do an episode about the crazy ass Denver airport. You could take the next three weeks off from the podcast because we're going to have so much gold content. You see, you see how Spencer is dangling. Weed is legal, and you're going to a Mile High <laughs> Mysteries conference. I don't know what's, and it's going to cost you no money. Why this is, why this is a problem? And the we're weirdos gonna, who and listen to our show are going to pay for you to do this. Let's go, my beautiful weirdo babies. Yeah, um, you have an obligation to them to go do this stupid adventure with us. This stupid adventure. It's not stupid. See, you're coming around. It's not. It's stupid. a great idea. Um, that two of your friends are already committed to. My flight is purchased. Yeah, this was the worst part. Yo, back in the day, uh, in like, I don't know what it was, 2007, I used to live in uptown Minneapolis, and there was this bar around the corner called Liquor Lyles, and me and my buddy, it's still there, and me and my buddy Riley, who lived around the corner from Liquor Lyles, we would be like, at the crib, and people would be like, yo, are you home right now? And we would think like, oh, maybe they're trying to drop something off or come by or whatever. And we'd be like, yeah, why? What's up? And they'd be like, cool, because we're at Liquor Lows right now, so you have if, to come. If this is a it story like, about how you hate people peer pressuring you, I'm just ending the podcast because you do that more than anyone, <laughs> than anyone I know you by know? at least tenfold. I'm actually pretty good at it. I will say it's like one of my best skills is forcing people into doing I will hear nothing about how you don't appreciate being peer pressured. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying, I'm just saying it feels similar when I was like, I yeah, was like, wait, I know is I- this a thing that you're doing? And he's like, no, 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 this is a thing that's already been done. Like Dan and I bought our tickets. Uh, we're maybe going. Maybe if you didn't take three days to respond to your text messages, that wouldn't happen to you. Hey, listen, I'm 18. <laughs> I do what I want. <laughs> Maybe if there wasn't an 18 hour gap in between me sending you the, the first text and you responding, hey, bro, I am, wouldn't have bought flights without you. I don't dance, monkey. I'm not. I'm not a human on demand. All right. I got. All right, man. I got stuff sometimes. I'm. I'm gonna be interviewing a bunch of weirdos without you. I guess. I'm not saying I'm not gonna do it. I just gotta, it sounds like you are. Sounds like that's exactly what you're saying. Dan quite literally texted me as you turned it on. <laughs> LMAO, but how do you turn down a free trip a free trip and two weeks off recording your podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Dan makes great points. I mean, I guess it's not like it's not like I like need a vacation from the pot. I like doing this. I like hanging yeah. out with you guys. Think how much better the episodes will be when we can smoke as much weed as we want and talk to David <laughs> Politis about Bigfoot. That's what <laughs> we'll have to do intros and outros to the shows and be like, all right, guys, Scott, real weird. <laughs> Heads up. Yeah. Advanced warning. I'm get. You know Things what I'm going to do? Weird. To, I said I was going to be nice to you this episode, but I'm so far I'm doing the opposite because somebody that lady told me I needed to be nicer to Ryan you in do. an email this week. You do. See, I'm going to get all of our listeners. Thanks, guys. Thanks for looking out for I'm me. I'm going to get all of our listeners to peer pressure you into going to the Mile High oh, Mysteries God, Conference gonna, this like, week. Like, shout out my Twitter handle right At now. Like, Ryan Copperud. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> if you guys have uh, <laughs> reasons why Ryan should go on a trip with his friends to the Mile High Mysteries Conference and create a bunch of great podcast content for you, you should tweet them at Ryan Copperud. <sighs> Or maybe drop them in the Facebook group and tag Ryan Copperud. Oh, wow. 
Um, going to be if uh, you want to text him, his phone number <laughs> yeah, is six one two. I don't actually know your phone number. I would, his phone number is Ryan you. K in my phone <laughs> from like ten years ago. I would tackle you right out of your chair. So we're going to be out there. Well, I and what if correspondent DJ Name are going to be out there. We're going to DJ one night. Yep. We could have a what if meetup. Wait, are we really going to DJ one night? Dan and I are going to. You're not coming with, remember? Can I DJ if we DJ? Yeah, sure. Like, can I have 45 you can, minutes? You can play 45 minutes at DMX if you want. What if I want to do If you DMX want to just put on It's Dark and Hell is stuff. Hot and walk away and that's your set? <laughs> oh, I'm not walking away. <laughs> if I put on It's Dark and Hell is Hot, I'm banging out to XCO and give it to you yeah. like with the best of them. Yeah, you can do that, bro. All right, man. Let me... I'll, I'll return next week with my with my verdict. I got to check a couple things. What time? What time are you guys flying on Friday? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Ten or eleven or something. It's Friday morning. All right. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> probably gonna do it. Fuck. Awesome. <laughs> I hope at Ryan Capper. <laughs> that's K O P P E R U D. <laughs> I hope when I said, all right, I guess I'm probably going to do it. There was like a resounding podcast cheer that occurred. Also, this is all doc- got him. Woo! This is this is all documented now, so you can't. <laughs> this is legally binding. You have to purchase that Sun Country flight. Sorry, bro. I wonder if we're going to actually have some listeners going. I guess you yes, guys- we are. They they hit us up about it already and said, "Who's going? I want to go. Let's hang out." That's how this whole thing started. All right. Hi at whatifpodcast.com. If you're gonna go. You should tell us because we probably should actually set up a meetup if we do this. Yeah. That's what I just said. I know, but I'm <laughs> thinking about it differently now. God damn it. Son of a. Yeah. We could have so much great content. Hashtag content. Yeah. Hashtag content. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys want to. Every like, time we tweet a show for now on, can we just say hashtag content? We could have so many great, uh, is it trash episodes? <laughs> What's that? We could get some good Patreon content, some Is It Trash episodes. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I could watch... Uh, I think we should bring video cameras and we should do yeah. a lot of filming of like ourselves reacting to things, too. I have one of those. Let's do it. I do, too. We could have we could have two angles of us talking about things that are yeah. trash. We'll make like or a, not trash. We'll make like a fake found footage Bigfoot documentary Whoa. while we're out there. Think of... Think of the possibilities. Hey, I'm six Ryan. five and I weigh two hundred fifteen pounds, man. I could wear a don't I could shave wear a till May. <laughs> I was thinking I was gonna wear a costume, but you know that could work too. You got to get some uh, some big swinging tits or whatever that guy said. Though. Gross. No thanks. <laughs> also, I, how about big swinging arms? Apologies to the the Bigfoot emailer who I was roasting last week. It was all good natured ribbing. Yeah, it's all love. Yeah, it's only love. It's what we do here. We and make we jokes. like it when y'all send us emails. Hi at whatifpodcast.com. Y- y'all send us some uh, some fun shit to entertain every week. So thanks for doing that. All right. Speaking of every week, we haven't talked about what the fuck is happening this week. Oh right, yeah, Olivia's. <laughs> we've mystery video games, bro. We've only we've only been berating Ryan for forty five fucking I, minutes. I thought maybe you wanted a uh, can Spencer dunk yet update. Well, because the update is no. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, Spencer's that's, vertical that's, did not increase 14 inches that's, that's in seven days. Yep. Yep. Are you trying? Yeah. Have I've, you I've played ball every day uh since Friday. I don't want to know if you've played ball. I want to know if you physically tried to run at a hoop <laughs> and dunk a basketball. Well, I don't think that's how it works. I'm like, pretty sure that is exactly how it works. One time you're a foot short works. and the next time you can just do it. That's how the progress happens. No, I think it's 
one time you can't do it, and for the next 998 times you still can't do it. Your, only, the training, last two, your only training is just running and jumping? Yeah. That's all Run at the hoop and try to dunk and look like a complete and utter asshole over and over and over again. I've not done that yet. Dude, your left, your one left calf is going to be like the size I'm, of I'm like a two-footed three jumper footballs. all the way. Are you? Yeah. You're gonna, so your first dunk is going to be off of two feet. Yep. You heard it here. For, you heard it here first, folks. I did make 400 three-pointers in an hour and 51 minutes yesterday, though. 400 oh, three-pointers? Did... You guys, Spencer just rearranged his seating position in the studio and kicked the shit out of this table that he uh, made. I just smashed my <laughs> knee right into the edge of this table. This Fuck. table, this table has sharp also heard wooden corners and uh, metal damn. legs. So now one of them has impaled me. A peek behind the curtain here on the What If <laughs> Podcast as Spencer. I'm not good at making stuff. Names and his own leg. Um, yeah, we uh, Matt and another dude, Nate, and I yesterday did the uh, 400 three pointers challenge. From Reddit, which is if you're locked in a gym and you have to make 400 three-pointers before you can leave. How long would it take you? Would you die? <laughs> There's no way you made by yourself 400 three-pointers. I did in an hour and 51 minutes. Rebounding. For, you got to rebound for yourself, too. I don't believe that even happened. All three of us did it in under two hours. 400 three-pointers? Mm-hmm. Took me about half an hour per hundred, a little less. The second hundred was real quick. The last hundred was real slow. I bet, because I bet you were fucking insanely tired. I mean, it's not like, it's never intense. You're just shooting a basketball, but I probably took like 900 or 1,000 shots or something. I, 900 shots would mean you made 50% of your three-pointers, basically. Yeah. That sounds like really generous. No. No? Wide open three. Every other wide open three you made? Yeah. Damn. That's fucking crazy, man. I don't think I could do that. I mean, granted, that was never my style of play. I was never a three-point yeah, shooter. I mean, but I make at least half of an un, of unguarded, like, taking your time threes. Yeah. I, think, I think what I'm trying to say here is, yes, I would have died. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's another I thing would that's be, not going to help me dunk a basketball. But I would be literally laying on the floor of a gym at four in the morning, <laughs> just only able to raise my hands over my head, hucking a ball at a the, backboard. The original challenge is also that you can't, <laughs> that you can't eat or drink during it. What? What, I, I what drink, is the purpose of I this drink water up because I thought that part was stupid. I mean, but, I don't know. I don't fully understand the purpose. Uh, it was a, it was way. a stupid like Reddit shit post in the NBA offseason, and then a bunch of people decided to actually do it and film themselves doing yeah. it. Did you guys film yourselves doing it and do a time lapse? No, you should have. Yeah, I just talked about on our podcast about video games and paranormal things instead. <laughs> I'm not sure why I'm doing that. <laughs> you want to talk about vi- paranormal video games instead? What, what if uh, what if a video game came for Dis- your soul? Disappeared. What if a video game disappeared? What if what if a video game What if myths happened? What if <laughs> what if what, urban legends? What if urban legends are real? This mm-hmm. is actually what it's Do a, you think this qualifies as our first strictly like urban legend post? I guess it's not necessarily an urban legend. Well, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what the definition of that is. Yeah. But Polybius, quick background, it was uh Are we saying Polybius or Polybius because in my head when I read it I was saying Polybius. I've heard both. Okay. So I would, I'll probably I would, say whatever falls out of my fucking face. There's when I say no it. authority to govern said pronunciation. So I, I say do what you want. I. You're grown now. I'm grown now. Want. Fuck me. I'm grown now. 1981. This is all allegedly, of course. Are we going to do the allegedly and then like the open, the, open tag allegedly? The true history and then at the end, be? we'll do a 
Close tag, allegedly. And then and then we'll investigate the actual what sure. happened. Okay, let's we'll we'll do the alleged story first. 1981 in Portland, a uh, arcade video game shows up in a handful, one or a handful of arcades. Depends on who you ask. And the game is called Polybius, P-O-L-Y-B-I-U-S. And it's alleged to have negative effects on those who play it, including um, nightmares, depression. It was... Amnesia. Yeah, and I think some of those have gotten exaggerated even from the allegedly realm. Uh, I've, I've heard people claim that it caused suicides uh, as well as a strong dislike for video games. <laughs> it caused some people to stop playing video games altogether. Uh, so, I'm pretty sure that happens with every rage quit that's ever happened right. in the world of video games. Fuck this game! <laughs> it was uh, then allegedly investigated and or removed from arcades by FBI agents, possibly because of the detri- detrimental health effects it was having on people. No, uh, no cabinet, no Polybius cabinet has ever appeared in the wild. Lots of people, nor has any uh, game footage ever appeared or any physical evidence of this game actually being real. We've got um, just a whole bunch of stories. Yeah, a whole bunch of stories. And a whole bunch of hoaxes. People have built cabinets and uh, made versions of what people describe the game being and emulations that they've then loaded on to other cabinets. And so if you look around online, you can find Polybius cabinets or videos of people quote-unquote, playing the game, mm-hmm. or even downloads of versions of the game. The .exe, the ROM dump. Yeah. So it, uh, the you can find one, like, screen grab of the title online. It says, Polybius, copyright 1981, Lotion Inc. Mm-hmm. Which, if we break down that name, it's based on two <coughs> German words. What's what's the word called when you stick two words together to make a new word? Uh, port, port, uh, a portmanteau? Is that right? Yeah, something like that. But is that? Uh, yeah, hang on. I'm an English I major. I should yeah, not be fucking this up. Know anything right about now. anything? Anyway, it's the combination of sinus, which means sense, like your senses, and the lotion, which means to lose or erase. So the company name could be interpreted to mean. Sense eraser or senseless or mind eraser or all kinds of spooky, scary or things. Sensory deprivation. Um, no senses in the float take. I'm I'm wrong because a portmanteau is like brunch, like breakfast and lunch. So I, I don't know what the yeah, that's what we're talking about. Well, no, because oh, you're saying when you take the full words, it's, it's yeah, sinus and lotion are like two separate words that are kind of like right. smashed together to make a word. Oh. Portmanteau was what I was thinking of, even if it was wrong. Okay, cool. And then Polybius, poly obviously means many, and bios meaning life, could mean many lives or something to that extent. Uh Polybius was also a real person. A Greek historian. Yeah. Of prominence. Sure. (laughs) I'll take whoever's word that is for it. Some Uh, some prominence, anyway. Yeah, a dude who lived in Megalopolis, Arcadia. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, the Polybius Square, which is a type of cipher, is named for him. It's a he, substitution cipher. 
Yeah, he invented a way to uh, basically take it. It's actually pretty cool. I had never heard of it before, but you list the numbers one through five vertically and horizontally, and then you take the 20, uh, 25 of the 26 letters of the alphabet, I and J are the same letter, and you list them left to right over and over again, and then two numbers can coordinate to any letter in the alphabet that way with the duplicity of I and J. So 25 letters, so like, uh, for instance, uh, one, one is A, obviously, because it's the one and the one coming together to match where that letter is. Smart. Um, yeah, so... I would have yeah. just left Z out, though. Well, I right. Like I and J would get confusing sometimes. Although, I mean, yeah, maybe. Is that right in the middle of the alphabet? Is that why, maybe? Close. Whatever. It don't matter. Yeah. Uh, there's also no record of Sinuslotion ever being an actual company. Yes. Or existing in any way or creating any other video games. Yes. Um, there's... A very small amount of visual evidence of this game existing. If you look for, if you do a, a Google search for Polybius, one of the first things you'll see is what is allegedly a screen grab of the opening credits. Yeah, it looks like the it's like the intro to an arcade game. It says like you know you've got like your credits, like how many credits you have, mm -hmm. whether or not you can play. That's it, and yeah. it's not clear where that comes from we can because it doesn't look like a photo and as far as we know no one has ever uh archived the the rom or whatever the game would have originally been stored on there's no emulation of this game anywhere yep so most likely that's a mock-up that was made well after 1981 well i mean we don't know Sure. Just where where would that have come from if that were somehow the only remaining visual evidence of this game? How would you get a screen grab from a an arcade game from the 80s but nothing else? Sure. I mean, I guess I could see an argument for it being like a crop of a picture. Like an actual photograph? Yeah. There's no way that's an actual photograph. You don't think so? No. It would have had to be taken on film, and it's perfectly straight. Like, there's no way that's an actual photo. Yeah, I suppose you're right. It does look like a digital, like a digital recreation. Yeah. Um, but we know the first. Well, as far as we've been able to track, we know the first time it appeared on the internet. Yes. Just uh, one one more thing about that. Logo. Oh, right. Um. It does have some similarities to other games or game designing companies of that era. Tempest? Well, the gameplay is alleged to be very similar to Tempest. Yeah. The logo is almost identical to Williams games from around that same time mm. in terms of the font that's used for on the on the screen cap. Mm. Um and there was a, a Williams game called Bubbles. Uh huh. Which uh -huh. used the exact same font, and those game that game came out in early '80s somewhere. Um, it's also the so on the cabinets or the actual like title of the game, Polybius. Yeah, appears to be very close to the font used on a German game 
from the 80s called Polyplay. Polyplay. Um, which either... Poly want to brainwash? Whoa. It's <laughs> aggressive. Just saying. I saw an article about your guy, Alex the Parrot, today. Hey, how's he doing? Oh, he's dead. Uh, I thought you knew. Sorry, bro. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> we out of here! Oh, those were his last words. <laughs> that would be that'd be so dope. That's how he just chucked a deuce and was like, "We out of here." <laughs> no, his last words were like, "See you tomorrow" or something. He knew he was he was out of here. Were they really? It was something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's actually kind of sweet. He was a very self aware little bird guy. Fucking a. Uh-huh. That's wild. Um, but so either it was maybe tied to some other games being developed in Germany in the eighties maybe from the same developer Mm -hmm. or on the flip side, maybe somebody went back and looked at eighties German games and ripped off some of the fonts and design. Right. One or the other. Yeah. We'll talk later about more of the elements of this story that may be reminiscent of other elements of the time too. Do do you want to get into uh evidence and appearance of this myth or do you want to talk about the weird mind control aspect of it well let's talk about the weird mind control aspect of it first and then talk about where how this thing made itself made its way into the world and into like canon i guess go for it um well you talk about the mind control stuff because i have more stuff about the history of the game itself okay so part of the legend is that it was uh, a government or possibly a government experiment. Yeah. The, it, was, it was targeted at youth. Uh, video games are obviously would have been a good way to get to youth in the eighties. True. Although maybe even more so than now, a lot of adults also hung out at arcades and stuff as well. Cause some of the arcades were more uh, in the eighties. They were a little less like kid friendly and a little more like bar friendly. Oh, really? Yeah. I was reading some interesting stuff about um, people talking about FBI agents at arcades and being like, whoa, that's so crazy. Why would that happen? And they were like, yeah, but also like a lot of people had arcades that they like sold drugs out of and they were well, like bars and... Yeah, and I, I heard of... Uh, I couldn't track down like any actual documentation of this, Yeah, but I have heard of people trying to, or people successfully um adapting games to incorporate some sort of gambling element. Oh, which interesting. Which is very illegal. Right. And so there may have been law enforcement hanging out around some of these and or confiscating machines from True. some arcades if they had in, in uh, been changed to include some sort of gambling. Sure. Some code ninjas went in there and said, put in four more quarters and we'll give you back eight if you get above X score. You get the high or, score and you yeah. get, yeah whatever sure i think too i mean there's something to be said for any business that is in mostly or entirely cash business is totally subject to the money laundering world lots of opportunity all you're talking about is counting quarters all day long plus if you're a bar or you're selling like fucking popcorn and beers and sodas and shit like i mean everything was cash based in the 80s but well that's true yes um yeah so some people based on Stories and rumors about what the gameplay was like, um, which was the basics are from again from all these stories and rumors and myths. We have no actual evidence of any of this stuff. It was a game similar to Tempest, which 
you flew a little spaceship-looking thing. Like a more of a triangle than anything, but yeah. Yeah, around a central point, and you shot at various objects, and there were numbers and some basic math that you had to accomplish to move on to the next level. So, like, there would be a number on the inner circle, um, and then there would be other numbers, like, kind of orbiting it, and you'd have to shoot numbers that if they were a factor of the bigger number, that number would decrease, so on and so forth, to get to the next level. So there were, there were like, kind of strategy. Far too much fucking math for my video games. Right, which (laughs) I think bolstered the legend of, like, it was a recruiting device for the military. If you're smart enough. Yeah. It's like that whatchamacallit cipher, the... What was the one that we did the episode on the the CIA code where like if you if you could figure it out and get past it you were not the, are you talking about cicada or cicada yes yeah, C- okay. cicada three three uh three hundred one no three thirty three hundred one thirty three hundred one yeah that was never actually linked to the CIA that's just no but the but yeah. the some of the similar rumors were like if you could if you were successful enough in what was presented to you Which, like and in fact I thought about it when we were researching it like or when I was researching this it's, it's, I mean very much from a similar canon of a code being placed into the universe in a semi, you know, tame or neutral way. And then those who are successful at it are hypothetically, allegedly being recruited into government operations. It also sounds a lot like the plot of the last Starfighter. Yeah, but the last Starfighter came out, came out after Polybius was alleged to come out. Did it? Well. Did it. Well. <laughs> Or did Polybius maybe show up on the internet 20 years later? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, yes. There were also rumored to be lots of uh, like flashing uh, elements, and it was very psychedelic and trippy, apparently, mm. which may have tied into some of the MK Ultra speculation that it was maybe linked to, to that. Which I think was already public by the 80s, right? Wasn't that late 70s that the Senate hearings about all that stuff were happening? Yeah, it would have had... So that would have been out in the public already? Not even late 70s for some of it, wasn't it? I think it was 77. I just started watching Wormwood. Have you watched that yet? I watched some of it. I couldn't really get into it. The first first episode was kind of boring, but then by the second one, I was like, oh, I'm going to like... I'll probably finish it. The like half documentary, half recreation stuff just wasn't really working for me. Yeah, with like a bunch of really famous people in it, which yeah. is weird. MK Ultra uh, officially halted in '73, they say, and '84 was the U.S. General Accounting Office report. Uh, I, I thought there was some nope, nope, public documentation nope, earlier than that. No, nope. in '73, amid uh, government-wide panic for Watergate. That's uh, what it was. CIA Director Helms ordered all of the MKUltra files destroyed, and then a cache of 20,000 documents survived that purge and were revealed in a FOIA request in 77. Nailed it. Okay, so this stuff would have been out in the public by the time that Polybius was alleged to exist. Yes. If you if you look at, there's a most common, like, quote-unquote, emulation of this game, which somebody else just developed, but it has like lots of really trippy flashing lights in it. They actually put a bunch of subliminal messages into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, all the shit from They Live, like the obey, submit. Right. What's, uh, um, I don't remember what the other one is. Consume, all, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, is the yeah. other one. All that stuff is is like in the background. Yeah, yeah. Which could have also been tied to a lot of the ill health effects that allegedly happened in terms of like 
it wasn't documented yet that flashing lights can cause seizures in people. Right. That wasn't until 97? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's that one Pokemon episode, right? What do you mean? That was the first time that that was like a, a well-documented thing, was that episode of Pokemon when a bunch of Japanese kids had to go to the emergency room. What in the fuck are you talking about? Is this a real so, thing? Okay, so a bunch know, of Japanese kids had seizures because you know of a Pokemon episode? Yeah. You never. That's like why we all know about flashing lights causing epileptic seizures. That's not why I know about it. God damn. How do you know about it? I mean, I just knew it was the thing that like scientifically we understood that. Yeah, we like, know about it thanks to a bunch of Japanese kids watching Pokemon. Damn. That's why like prior to 97, there were no flashing lights warnings on anything. Thanks, it, it, Pokemon. It was this episode. Uh, what was the name of the episode? I hope those kids are all right. Then Osenshi Porygon. And there's this uh, this one scene with Pikachu. He uses some thunderbolt thing, and like the whole screen is just flashing for like eight seconds. And it was like a bunch of kids. Uh, Bruh, six hundred and eighty-five kids were hospitalized. Six hundred and eighty-five. That's so many some, kids. Some for up to two weeks. Damn. They that's... probably also had to try and figure out what in the fuck was going on because this wasn't uh, a documented thing yet. Right. So, anyway, in the 80s, that wouldn't have been known. Bro, what kind of... Or at least not widely. What kind of press release just starts with, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. We didn't know. Hey, so what had happened was... (laughs) Dude, we were... We thought Pikachu would be uh, cool like this. Our buddy Matt, who's just getting all the shout-outs on the podcast lately, we were out on Saturday night, and we were watching uh, basketball at, at a bar. Yeah. And at 8.15, apparently they dim the lights in this bar because it's Saturday night party zone starting at 8.15. (laughs) They have a dimmer on all these lights, but bulbs that aren't dimmable. So they tried to dim them and it just does this like... Like low flicker? They just flicker. What bar is this? Can uh, you say it? I don't want to. Um, Can you... you Oh. It's a shithole bar Can you tell on me? Como in St. Paul. Okay. I'm, and I'm close. <laughs> I've got like three in my head. I got, uh, anyway, that's probably too much. All right. Yeah. But we're sitting there, and uh, in our whole section, all the lights are just like flickering. Low flicker. And was he like, I got to get the fuck out of here? Matt has epilepsy. Whoa! <laughs> and so we're, we're trying to get He's our. Like, all right, man, peace. <laughs> we're trying to get our server's attention. Like, hey, uh, can you not with the lights? Can you fucking figure it out? And she comes over and she says, "Oh, I'll I'll see I'll see what I can do." And she's over at like behind the bar, trying to figure out how to dim bulbs that can't be dimmed. <laughs> she just starts turning them on and off super fast. He's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> and Matt Matt is sitting at the table and just yells over to her like. Can you just turn them off? Uh, <laughs> and so we, we spent the rest of the time we were there just sitting in the dark <laughs> watching basketball. Fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> no lights on in our section. Fantastic. So that our guy would not seize. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. we need we need you, bud. So anyway, didn't know about that till 97. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. That's Word. roundabout way of saying MK Ultra may have been fucking with people in the 80s. Uh, by flashing bright lights into their eyes for hours at a time. Mm, and there sounds are, awful. I did find at least one story about somebody actually getting sick 
playing video games in Portland in the 80s. Yes. And I found one where a kid died. Dun, dun, dun. Um, that's a pretty dramatic tease, my guy. Okay, should we take a quick break? Actually, sure. I think, I think we told the basics of the story. Uh, we'll come back and we'll tell how, uh, how Polybius made its way into the internet canon and how it has continued to spread its, uh, shall we say, tentacles into the world. We're also going to talk about the secret characters you can unlock in NBA Jam. Yes, we are. And Laserdisc video games. Yes. And I've also uh, I've also got a so story about when a kid died. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> Video games, nah, I still do. Scary though. What if that video game killed you? I'm not joking about that, but shit is scary. Yikes! He should have put in more coin. The kid needed more lives. Am I right? <laughs> That's a bad joke. I'm just trying to see what we really know about Polybius. That's a Greek god or a guy or a weird thing that made people die. <laughs> We go until I laugh too hard to keep playing the beat. <laughs> there we go. That's, that's we the do. goal. If, if I make Spencer laugh hard enough. <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of bars, really quick. Uh, so we've talked a lot before about the fact that when Spencer makes beats and I rap, we actually do make beats and rap in our in our other lives. And uh, True. I, I rapped over. You guys, you guys have heard POS on the show before, and Sims, and. Uh, a bunch of the cats from uh, a group here in, in Minneapolis called Doomtree, and they're doing kind of a fun rap contest uh, for their r- record called Shredders. So if rap you go to, contest! Rap, rap contest. Uh, if you go to doomtree.net slash shredders, uh, I made one, and Spencer helped me record it, and uh, you can go vote for me, and it's free to vote, and it takes like 10 seconds. Uh, just go to doomtree.net slash shredders, and then you click on the gigantic phrase that says, Click here to vote! Hell yeah! Hell Yes. And uh, Ryan Copperwood is a name on there under a song. That's the uh, worst name I ever heard. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So that's going to be nice. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to be nicer this episode. And then he lied about it. Oh. Um, but yeah, I would super appreciate it if you just went there and took like 10 seconds to vote for me because uh, I could get like a cool song out of it with those dudes and uh, it was fun to make. So yeah, there's a there's a SoundCloud link in there and you can spin uh, my version on there. And uh, yeah, no pressure. But if you want to, that would be tough. Uh Thanks for thanks for y'all's support for pods and musics and all kinds of stuff. We posted in the What If Podcast Facebook group and people were like, Hell yeah, no problem. I got your back. We got some some Patrick from SpongeBob memes. It was great. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So shout out to you guys. Thanks, uh, thanks for your help. Doomtree.net slash shredders. Who died playing video games? A kid. That's the worst. I know. I didn't mean to. I wasn't trying to make light of that uh, when when we left. But let's be honest. We don't know that kid, and we don't know anybody <laughs> who knows that kid. It's so. <laughs> aggressive. No, 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 no. But so there was, uh, it was, let's see, 1982 in Illinois. Oh, shit. That's the right time period. In, for our man. Uh-huh. And I mean, a, true thing that totally happened with well, video games and yeah, death. 
games of death. Um, well, no, this one is confirmed. This was like in a local paper. This 18-year-old with Oh, a, shit, that's even worse. <laughs> this 18-year-old did have a pre-existing heart condition, but he was playing a game called Berserk and got the high score on the game. And apparently, literally, like, within minutes of getting the high score, he actually had a heart attack triggered and the 18-year-old kid died. Died doing what he loved. Yeah, he Went for out sure. on top. He, they should have frozen those initials, For the rest man. of his life, he had the high score on that game. Those three initials should have uh, stayed there forever. Um, Real quick. Yep. Uh, we should do an episode about the Berserkers. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. St- Steph rapped about the Berserkers on a song you and I made together. He was the one who taught me about how weird those guys were. Oh, really? That mm-hmm. actually would be a super fun episode. I'm sure there are other bands of crazies like the Berserkers, right? Did they also, also talk take about? acid before running into battle and then drink their own piss to keep tripping? Whoa! <laughs> I don't think I do all that. <laughs> that's about all that. that I do know, but I that's enough for me to that. want to talk that about. That is them. enough. Holy, but Jesus. Yeah. Um, but I think, and and we'll get back around to this, but I think one of the interesting elements of the Polybius sort of myth, legend, whatever you want to call it, story, is like there are all of these very fascinating elements to the story that seem to be connected to things that did actually happen. I think that's why the story has stuck around for so long. Because it's been sort of... There's it's a, just enough to make it believable. Because it connects to all kinds of different stories in the day. But not enough to actually prove anything. True. True. If, if there were nothing to it, it would have gone away. And if you could prove it, yep. it wouldn't be... <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Ooh. Jesus. Oh. You should have said LaCroix while you burped <sighs> just to like... Oh, weird. Really shout do you I, haven't, I haven't done that on the show for a long time. I apologize. But you, I got a real angry email from somebody about that one time. It was an it was an emergency. Also, I said I, I said I'm going to respond to everybody's emails. We've been if, getting we've been getting a few too many. Yeah. If you, no, it's not even that. If if you're rude to me, I'm just going to delete them. That's all it is. I'm not going to respond to asshole emails anymore. If you're if you seem like a decent person, and if you don't open your email by telling one of us that we're a piece of shit, we'll respond to you. Look, let's be real. Especially making it seem like we get a lot of those. The vast majority of you no, 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 are don't. not sending those at I'm, all. I'm just addressing like five people <laughs> through the yeah, podcast right now. There we now. go. Yeah. Five of you. <laughs> uh, what was I talking about before I almost died there? <laughs> before you... Uh, Burped myself bor- to death? Bor- <laughs> death by belching? Uh, I lost it. That's our next t-shirt band name. Death oh, by th- there's just enough uh, to make it believable or plausible you can't prove any of it. Yes. Therefore, perpetual mystery machine. Yeah, for sure. And I that's think that's the name the, of our third album. Perpetual, perpetual mystery machine. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ooh, <laughs> yes. That's really good. I also think, um, and I, I know this is kind of what you were saying, but like because the story draws from so many true stories that were happening in the day, I think that is to your point, like that is what makes it so believable. Cause it's like Oh yeah, that was happening. Oh yeah, that was too. And like right. the the level of sort of minute familiarity that the story has throughout well, is enough for people in the time to sort of go like, hmm. Just with the stuff we've covered, you've got MK Ultra in the news. Our government is doing illegal experiments involving psychedelics on citizens. That's a real thing that's happening in the time period. Hundred percent. Video games are skyrocketing in popularity and commonplace 100 uh 
a kid apparently did die playing video games. All other kids, including in 1981, were having seizures while playing video games. Really? Yeah, a game called Astro Fighter uh, triggered a seizure in a kid in 1981, but okay. they didn't entirely like know if it was just the kid or just the game, or like they didn't put together the 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 Pokemon phenomenon right. yet because it wasn't mass enough. But some people are more; they call it. Uh, yeah, photosensitive photo epilepsy, and yep. some people are more prone to it than others. I think it's so, a pretty small percentage of, even of people that have epilepsy that are photosensitive. Right, right. Um, so, so you know, it stands to reason that they go, oh, you know, this kid who had epilepsy had a seizure at an arcade, but they might have not necessarily put the two and two together until later on that it could have causal effects. And then you possibly or likely do have law enforcement removing games from arcades because you're gambling or, or you're money laundering or you're or at least hanging out at arcades occasionally yeah right right so i get it and it, like information is all gonna pass by word of mouth about that kind of stuff you know, right it's pre-internet it's pre especially like with if all that stuff was happening within a community i could totally see that snowballing into this huge mythical game oh yeah absolutely and then you take stuff like uh like the last starfighter and there was i don't think we mentioned this earlier but there is actual documentation of the military using video games as training yeah there's a there's there's a specific game called like uh like battleground or i think that was it is it battleground battletoads battletoads i had battletoads for my game boy i loved that game i think there was a militarized version of toe jam and earl (laughs) can you can you uh can you hang from this cave ceiling and uh be a worm that shoots things there was a militarized version of uh echo the dolphin for sega genesis where they just strapped a a blowgun to its head no it was just a little uh it was just, just a little needle to pop Pop it went around detecting, suits. detecting mines. Yeah. I actually beat that game once for some reason. Echo? Yeah. Whoa. Isn't that a game like notoriously bad? Yeah, it was terrible. I think it was the free game that you got with Sega for a while. Oh, like cool. Like when you buy it, you get one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, you were just, it was Dolphin Simulator. And they hadn't figured out how to give you like Wave Race 64 yet, which was the fucking coolest game. Well, that's because that was Nintendo 64, not Sega. No, but I that know. game ruled. That, game that and Star Fox. Rule. Star Fox. And of course, Mario Kart. Well, right. I think the worst video game I ever played was E.T. for Atari. Really? Yeah. How did they even make that into a game? They didn't. It's just <laughs> it's just like a blob that you can move around the screen. A pixelated E.T. that like... And like you can pick up Reese's Pieces that are just like a smaller, oh. different blob. So it's kind of like Pac-Man? I, no. It was like an open world bullshit candy game. So you I, just ran into dots all day. I have long no idea. Yeah, I, to right. this day, I have no idea what the point of it was or how well I was doing. We're gonna we're gonna YouTube some. It's brutal. Some man. ET gameplay oh, for Atari. Just because we teased this before, and yep. it fucking blew my mind the other night. Yep. When I was researching this shit in yep. maybe not the most sober state, <laughs> go look up Laserdisc video games on YouTube, specifically a game called Cube Quest. Did you watch this shit? Uh yeah. You so if you follow us on Instagram, Spencer is slightly alluding to some of our podcast episodes by uh, doing some broadcasting of his research while it's happening. And yes. you were posting 
video of the gameplay that you Dude, were watching. It's fucking crazy because they could overlay high quality graphics or you know whatever you however whatever quality a laser disc was, but like much higher than vector graphics on a on a pixel on an eighties console, yeah. yeah. And and then like overlay raster graphics on that. Yeah. And so you have these like the Cube Quest specifically has these crazy like painted backgrounds and then you're flying a spaceship through it and it's super psychedelic and looks unlike any other iteration of video game before or after. And it came out in 83 and it looks impossible. It, but we'll put a link to it in the in the show notes. That shit is crazy. It looks very intentionally psychedelic. Yeah. Like it 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 looks like uh like the first, you remember the first time you saw Fantasia as an adult, and you're like, "Oh, a bunch of really high people made this for high people." Like right. that's how that game feels. And marketed it, it to kids. And marketed it to children for yeah. some fucking reason. And why not? Yeah, this this because is like Disney. The, yeah, right. <laughs> but this is like the exact version of that. It looks like it was made for high people by high people and marketed it's to like children. You're flying a spaceship through a rotating ring of like screaming jaguar heads and snakes and stuff. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's a trip. It's a super trip. Anyway, I don't. Just, that's a thing that I needed to mention at some time during yeah, the podcast. Yeah, well, absolutely, and I and I think uh, the the point of that too is that some have speculated that you know obviously there's a bunch of speculation about what Polybius gameplay would have been or would have felt like. Oh, right. I don't think it was ever alleged to be laserdisc involved, though. I just had no idea that laserdisc video games ever happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't either, and I heard that they broke a lot, which is part of the reason they weren't That's, that popular. That makes a lot of sense. Um, but so should we go back to how this made its way onto the interwebs? Yeah, let's. Um, so there's a really great uh, documentary about Polybius on YouTube that I highly recommend uh, by a guy who runs an account called Ahoy. Uh, nice. And I highly recommend it. Um, just search on YouTube for the game that didn't exist. And he... <laughs> Sounds like you're refusing to say the name Polybius. <laughs> Just search for the game that shall not be named. Very Voldemort of them. <laughs> um, he does an incredible job of investigating the backstory. Like, watch that one too. It's yeah, really well done. Yeah, he, I mean, like, is going all out for first person, like knowledge and quotes, and is emailing and interviewing, and got a ton of like real audio of interviews and yeah. super well done. But basically the way that, uh, the way that he susses it out is even though, um, even though 1981 was the, uh, supposed date of Polybius's release, the first mention we can find of Polybius on the internet is from February 6th, 2000, on a website called it's not even close to 1981. That's not even close to 1981. To to your point, that is 20 years later. Uh, on a website called coinop.org, which is like uh, it's basically like a wiki site for it's, it's video game Wikipedia. arcade games. Yeah, yeah. Um, all kinds of like pictures of cabinets and documentation of gameplay and links to manufacturers and time periods and a bunch of scanned like fucking uh, uh, manuals for how to play things. It's pretty thorough. Pretty thorough. And uh, and this 
site is owned by a guy named guy named Kurt Kohler or Kohler, Kurt Kohler. Um, and the write up on it is actually pretty short. Should I just read it really quick? Sure. The uh, the the write up that showed up in two thousand had the screenshot that Spencer mentioned at the very beginning of this, and it reads like this. This game had a very limited release. One or two backwater arcades in a suburb of Portland. The history of this game was cloudy. There were all kinds of strange stories about how kids who played it got amnesia afterwards, couldn't remember their name or where they lived, etc. The bizarre rumors about this game are that it was supposedly developed by some kind of weird military tech offshoot group, used some kind of proprietary behavior modification algorithms developed for the CIA or something, and that kids who played it would wake up at night screaming, having terrible nightmares, etc., According to an operator who ran an arcade with one of the Polybius games, guys in black coats would come to collect records from the machines, not interested in quarters or anything. They just collected information about how it was being played. The game was weird looking, <clears throat> excuse me, weird looking, kind of abstract, fast action with puzzle elements. Kids who played it stopped playing games entirely. One of them became anti-video game crusader or something like that. We contacted one person who met him and he claims the machines disappeared a month or so afterwards and no one ever heard about him again until the ROM showed up. Here's what we found so far. We found English strings like insert coin and press one player start and only looks like one or two player game and text in the game says copyright 1981 Lotion, So maybe a German company. If anyone's heard any additional information about this game, we'd appreciate hearing about it. Quick update. This is from the update came in May 16th of 2009. So nine years after the original. Uh, we want to go on record here saying Steve Roach is full of himself and knows nothing about this game. We have it on good authority. No, Polybius is not a Tempest prototype. No, Polybius is not a vector game. Does the title screen look vector? No, it does not. We recently received some new information about the game. And yes, one of us is flying to Kiev, Ukraine tomorrow. And yes, the trip is related to this information. Stay tuned. Okay. Who is Steve Roach? Steve Roach. So the Polybius article on coinop.org received a bunch of traffic of people rating the game, saying they remember it, they played it. A bunch of people saying this is a complete and total hoax. This company never existed. Everyone who's saying they played it is a liar. And I'm sure like most comment sections anywhere on the internet, it evolved into utter madness you people started talking about how their Sinbad played a genie. Yep, exactly. Um, so Stephen Roach is a guy who in 2006 basically claimed that he and amateur programmers in 1978 set up the company Sinuslotion and in an effort to work on a printed circuit boards company, they were contracted by another South American company to work on like the the implementation of those circuit boards in uh, certain video game graphics. And it was a game that they had created essentially is what he ends up saying. And what's the, what's the guy's name at coin up? Kurt Kohler. Kurt Kohler is saying that Steven Roach is full of shit and that's not what happened. Yeah. Even though no one knows anything about the game right meanwhile neither of them has ever produced any evidence of anything of either of either of those things being true is it possible they are the same person um that's an interesting idea i don't know 
I'm just trying to think what the motivation would be for anybody to be making, because obviously some people are making stuff up one way yeah, or the other. Right. Even even if this story is true, then people who are contradicting it are making, right. you know, whatever. Yeah. If you're, yeah. If you're saying you're sure it's real because you played it and it is real, then you're right. But otherwise you're lying. Either way, vice versa. Ha- at least half of those people are making shit up. Right. Uh, why? Why would you just for entertainment or for because trolling has always been a part of the internet or? Yeah, I mean, maybe I think there's traffic to your coin op website. I think there's a distinct possibility that, well, if this is the first example of it on this website and was, as far as we can tell, created by this website and updated by this website with a fake page created date at the bottom also. Well, not necessarily fake, though. An unverifiable. Un- unverifiable, but a bunch of the pages on the site shared the same page created date. So <clears throat> so this, the, okay. the suspicion is that when the, the site, the coinop.org website has moved from a bunch of subdomains and yeah. gotten new domains, etc. As I'm sure any website that's been around for 20 years has. Right. Yeah. And the suspicion is that um, for some of them, if they didn't have a date created or a page created date on them, it backfilled to some default date, potentially the oldest one, or maybe you only had one created in the database and they all filled in under that one. Cause in okay. the, in the Ahoy documentary, they note that like the, um, like a bunch of the page created dates are the same for like Donkey Kong and for like other important games. Okay. So they were, so it was added at a later Point. Yeah, and filled in for like any of them that didn't have a page created date might have just gotten a backfilled page created Which is date. Still kind of weird, but whatever. Yeah, it is. It's kind of weird, but I, the whole I, thing is obviously super sus, right? And ultimately, what we're getting at is that there's no evidence of this game, this story, not no mention of it that anyone has ever produced prior to 2000. Correct? Um, or maybe 98, if you believe a guy who put that on his website. Yes, correct. So there's no, and granted, like, lots of things were happening that weren't documented on the internet prior to 1998 or 2000. Sure. But, I mean, no one's ever found any reference to it in print, in... Well, there have been references to it in print, but just not before that date. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. There's no, no one has ever produced anything about this game in any way prior to 2000, correct? Uh. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, that that coinop.org uh, piece is the very first. Which for me is enough to just say, like, this didn't happen. Sure. I mean... Right? Yes and no. I think that it it is interesting that there are people who I think are probably not trolls who mentally are like, I lived in Portland at the time. I remember playing this game. It doesn't seem like like malicious... Uh, right. trolling for people who write reviews about Polybius. Right. We also know that memory is not exact, especially 20 years later. 100%. And that's what I was going to say, especially related to some of the stuff you were talking about related to like bubbles and the So similar to other games of, and, of the era. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, it's, I mean, you know, you were joking about it, but like the whole Shazam... I mean, I, I wasn't really, but I mean, yeah, No, yeah, but yeah. I mean, you brought it up in a joking manner, but I mean the... I think the same thing could be at play I remember that movie I saw that movie when I was a kid no I know it was and it's you know we don't have any real evidence that exists but there are people out there who 100% believe that it did 
Right. The 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 Prince stuff, the guy who did the uh, Ahoy documentary was super diligent and did a bunch of searches of Google Books and magazine archives and all kinds of stuff. Old Usenet forums and Old stuff. Old Usenet forums. I mean, that motherfucker really went there to yeah. try to find this. Found no evidence of it until the CoinOp page submission came out. Um, the Which only, was then picked up in a bunch of other places. Right. Including like... Uh, Game Pro Magazine yeah, was the big was the one. one. Yeah. Game Pro did an article in September of 2003 where uh, Dan Amrich wrote an article called Secrets and Lies, which was about the top six myths in video gaming. And the sixth one that they listed was Polybius and decided that Polybius was inconclusive as to whether the game had existed or not. Which Game Pro, I mean, I don't know if you remember Game Pro back in the day. I never got it, but like, a bunch oh, yeah. of my friends it got a, it, it was and it was a big deal with with people of our generation. For sure, it yep. was it was in the elementary school libraries, and kids would check them Video out. Game and, magazines. What a specific point in time. Totally. <laughs> But like they would, they would publish like uh, video game codes for specific oh, yeah. games. Game, what was the other Game Informer? Was that the other one? Game Informer was the other one. Yeah, Game Pro and Game yeah. Informer were the two big ones. Um, but I think that was a big part of that would have been proliferating enough. it because I'm sure a bunch of people thought two things: one, this is bullshit. And I'm going to go on the internet and yell about it being bullshit. Or two, hmm, that sounds. Familiar. I kind of feel like I remember there being a game in the '80s in the arcades that was poly. Yeah, no, I've played that. I think and I played I heard that. stories about people getting sick from playing games yep, or getting exactly. headaches. Or, and 50, the one time that the kid died because right. he was playing Contra for six days. Right. So fifty percent of the world was like, "This sounds like bullshit," and fifty percent was like, "This sounds vaguely familiar," and I'll defend it. And then if you go look for it, you, you know, Game Pro obviously legitimizes it. Right. You go search on the internet, and now you can find stuff about it. You can, There's enough there to keep it going. For sure. You can find, I mean, go, you know, when you're in a safe place to Google something, go go Google image search Polybius and look at all the screen grabs and black and white photographs of cabinets and color photographs of cabinets. You can, download, this, you can download, quote unquote, the game and play it. Dot .exe Polybius yeah. games. Yeah. I mean, it was I, fucking referenced in The I Simpsons. I haven't tried that. I can't recommend actually downloading yeah, sorry, those. Don't, I don't know what those files might be. We, sh we should not recommend anyone downloading anything.exe. You can. Yeah. It exists on the Possible. internet. Possible. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was referenced in The Simpsons. Like, this this thing yeah, has it's, taken on a complete and total life of its own. I think maybe the most interesting angle on this story is, like, just how myths happen. Yeah. Because there's, whether it happened or not, there's zero actual evidence of it. And yet, it's become this huge, lasting story that anyone who f knows about video games has at least heard of it. You know what's funny, man? It's it's almost like you could take the sentence you just said and apply it to, like, the vast majority of the things we talk about. Right, but this one is so cool because you can actually trace it back. We, yeah, we can to its first most existence. likely find the origin of this myth. True. And it's a... Post on Be some website. Yeah, because it came up in the in the era of the internet. And all that stuff was documented. Yeah. Right. Right. It's um it's fucking fascinating, man. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I bet there also are games that have been lost. I bet there are real games that were made and oh, played that there is no documentation of. There's no there's no question that that happened. I mean, one of the things that I saw while reading this, which I should have known, but I mean, I wasn't I mean, I was born in 87. Like, I wasn't actually going into arcades until I was maybe, I don't know, 10 or 12. So 
it would have been like close to late 90s, 2000 before I first got into arcades. And Aladdin's Castle, bro. Aladdin's Spent Castle. Spent so much time and my parents' money in that yeah, place. Street Fighter and Tekken and like all these cabinet arcade games were so fucking thorough and like bright yeah. and crazy. All that shit is coming back now for a reason too. Absolutely. But like back in the day in the 80s when some of those arcade games were first coming out, they were literally like from programs that were being inserted into or dumped onto computers inside of these cabinets. And then they were changing the marquee on the top of them, right. but the cabinet never changed. So a lot of them were like black on the sides. The marquee would be the thing that changed. And what you saw on the actual like screen would be the other thing that changed. In fact, some of them, if the game didn't have a corresponding button for additional buttons that were on the pad they just didn't work they just didn't do anything so for some games you had to be like use the joystick and you press a and that's it and for the next game they would load in there maybe you used a b and c in the joystick but they didn't like have arcade games that were necessarily right. that customized to the style of gameplay except so, for uh the ones with the, the cool spinning ball thing yeah the fucking the golf games no, but I can, there, there were earlier games that had that too like bowling and shit like that? No, like, I think uh, I think Tempest actually was one of them. Oh, that's cool. There were some, like, early 80s games that used that that weren't the one, weren't uh, Golden Tee or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I guess the point I'm trying to make, though, is basically that, like, if the cabinets weren't a as integrated into the games, they could basically test a marquee in a ROM dump, and if the game succeeded, they could turn them into way more blown-out, customized like beautiful cabinets that really like blew up the marketing value of the game. Right. People or, actually like this game. It's going to stay. Right, exactly. Or if they ran a game, like uh, to your point, it's probably possible that a game, maybe not Polybius, but there were probably games that ran for a month or two months right. and made no fucking money in an arcade and an arcade owner is going like, give me the next thing that's hot because this is, I haven't gotten, I've gotten three fucking quarters out of it in eight weeks. Right. And I could be putting a different computer program and a different marquee on the same cabinet and making more money. So it's probably possible that not only were these arcades cycling out games pretty quickly, but like you said, some of them probably just fucking died. Like they just never got the traction that fucking Pac-Man got yeah, and they if, got graveyarded. If you have a cabinet that no one's playing and now the one kid who plays it is a devil worshiper, <laughs> it's got to go, man. <laughs> got to get Polybius out of here. Hey, uh, I made a dollar off this and I got a demon. And, so... <laughs> and uh, Brian summoned <laughs> Satan. Uh so I got Satan in four quarters. Can we fucking not? Can we? I, cut I it didn't re-up my demon insurance this month, <laughs> so I'm kind of dicked here. Gonna need a new round dump from you. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Uh, the other thing that I think makes it, you know, we talked about like proliferations that make it more believable. Like we talked about, there was a version of Battleground or whatever it was where you could like you could adjust a setting and it was literally being used by the military for targeting. I think practice. they did it with Doom also. So they also did it with Doom. Yeah. And people knew around this time, especially, that there were Easter eggs being worked into tons of video games. Yeah. Air Dog. Air Dog. Yeah, you got to find the secret stuff, man. You got to find the secret stuff. Like? Like Bill Clinton and NBA Jam? Who else? I, I don't... I can't remember what all of them were. I can't remember. You were you were saying the... Those are the only two that I can remember. NBA Jam, secret, secret characters. characters. 
That was real, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, for sure, 100%. So in the original NBA Jam, you could be uh, you could be Al Gore. You could so be good. Al Gore in the original NBA it was 90, Jam? It was 94, man. President oh, and VP. Man. You could 94. Be, wow. That war, <laughs> you could be Warren Moon. You could be George Clinton. What the fuck? Air Dog. Was George Clinton in, like, basketball shorts and a jersey, or was he in, like, full I don't funkadelic? Know. We might need to go to Uptown tonight and figure this out. Hey, shout out Uptown. Uh, and then a bunch of people I don't know. I think it was, like, people who worked on the game. Guys, Uptown is a video game bar in Minneapolis, for those of you who did not it's understand not, that th- those, That's a national thing now, my guy. Uptown is international? Or I, national? I, I've been to some in other states. Oh, I don't shit. know how many, but yeah. Oh, we I blew special. like 50 bucks beating X-Men before a show in Iowa yeah. because it was next to an uptown. Yeah. We got we, our whole band. We got six people around X-Men and we beat that shit before soundcheck. Sometimes you got to, sometimes you got to win a video shit. game. <laughs> sometimes you got to spend an inordinate amount of money to <laughs> fucking beat Sometimes you got to throw your whole per diem into an X-Men cabinet. But now you got that story forever. Worth it. Totally All right. worth it. All right, guys. We out of here. We out of here. Uh, send us an email. Uh, 99% of you are nice so we will yeah, respond nice, to 99% of you uh, uh, hi at whatifpodcast.com we really do though we respond to like basically the vast vast majority of emails so if you want to no it's been everyone I'm just going to stop responding to the rude ones to buttheads yeah yeah yeah, yeah. don't be a butthead We're, we, yeah. we try not to be buttheads we love you guys um, no y'all are the best uh, hi at whatifpodcast.com if you want to uh, see the discussion Around the Mile High Mystery uh, conference, in there's no discussion. What are you talking about? It's been, it's been decided. It's uh, you want to cam- come hang podcast. out with us in Denver, May fourth through the sixth. I suppose that's happening too. Send us an email if you are going to go. I mean, actually, do like we'd like to know. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll hang out at a bar some night. Yeah. Also, I'll play some music or something for sure. Also, we got uh, a few more Patreon supporters. Uh, thank yeah, you. all. we're for, not at sixty nine anymore. Yeah. Thanks. Th- we. We all got a good it's truckle a out of moment. when we were at <laughs> When we got to 70. I'm fairly certain. I can't remember who it was, but one of our listeners one was of like, you ruined it. Lock it down! <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we should have. Um, but thank you all, seriously, for supporting the show. You get an extra episode every week if you uh, if you support us on the Patreon. It's only five bucks a month, and you get uh, eight episodes of What If Pod a month instead of four. Hey, let's and- do this. We're about to record this week's. Yeah. Let's make it free this week if you want to check it out. Ooh, should we? I'm really? Whispering so that they can't hear us. This is just oh, between you and me. Oh shit! Let's do it. One free Patreon episode. Yeah, we do do a different format for the for the Patreon episode. Uh, well, or, sometimes or no always. format, just like this show. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's that. <laughs> um, all right, all right. Being uh, generous. Okay, so I'm being nicer this episode. If you listened to the one hour and twelve minute mark of this episode of What It Podcast. Uh, if you go to, you shall be rewarded. Yeah, you shall be rewarded. If you go to patreon.com slash what if podcast, uh, this once we'll just give you a free episode and you can check it out and you could see what we do. I think at this point we've got like 20 uh, back a episodes. Bunch. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. I don't know. It's a shitload of back episodes on the Patreon as well. And if you support any time you get all the weekly new ones getting forward, but you also get the 20 going back as well, True. uh, which is dope. Uh, we got a new what if shirt on shop.whatifpodcast.com. Is it heck? It is not heck, but we have heck. the what if one. And uh, we've heard we've heard from you all. A bunch of people have been like, fuck yeah, I would buy a heck shirt. So hell yes. I'll heck. say I've started uh, concepting some heck shirts. 
It's four letters. Well, right. Or maybe like a period. But but a, don't put a question mark at the end. That's my input. Heck, heck, <laughs> heck if, heck if the heck if podcast. What what, what heck? Um, all right. I think that's it. That's a shitload of fucking announcements. Um, Doomtree.net slash Shredders if you want to vote for me. I love you guys. We out of here. Have a we good week. Here. We out of here. We out of here. We'll see you next week. Peace. We'll be back next week with another episode of the What If Podcast. Learn more at www.whatifpodcast.com.